Welcome to One Heart, One Mind, a podcast of the Nampa, Idaho South Stake to inspire and give hope in our efforts to build Zion. And now your host, Lindy Bauer. Hi, my name is Lindy Bauer, and I'm the host of today's podcast, One Heart, One Mind, Nampa. And we are joined today with our Nampa South Stake presidency, President Keller, President Bauer, and President Suki. We're so glad you guys came with us again today. Um, and today we're going to talk about our the stake's new mission statement and the vision statement. I'm going to read real quick what that is, and then we'll jump into how how you went about choosing this as the vision statement and the mission statement for, for our stake. The vision statement states, our stake members open their hearts to receive God's will so that all may be safely gathered in. Mission statement, help members discover and carry out their personal ministry in bringing others to Christ. President Suki, can we start with you first? Sure. And can you walk us through that process of how you came to create this? Yeah, we uh, we counseled together uh, with our state council about what we wanted to, uh, what our vision for the stake would be, uh, uh, what we wanted, what we wanted to see uh, our stake to become, and that's where the vision statement came from. Uh, we uh, discussed it at length. Uh, one entire meeting, and then uh, we uh, got together as a state presidency, took all the feedback, and uh, wrote down a vision statement, and uh, and then we came up with a mission statement, which is how we accomplish our vision. And it it uh, really, uh, I hope that it accomplishes a one heart, one mind uh, mindset within our members. Uh, the the vision statement, uh, so that uh, so that we all can be safely gathered in. That's that's the goal. I love that. I love that. And they they both seem to support each other quite quite a bit. Um, President Keller, how how do these two statements support each other? That's a great question. You know, usually when you're trying to develop a vision, uh, whether it's for your life or for your family, for your work. Uh, and in this case, for our stake, you, you, you're trying to create something that's that may be unattainable, but you're, we're just going to keep working towards. Right? It's that thing on the top of the highest mountain that that we're just going to keep. It would be the ideal that we're reaching for, right? And so we we build our our forces behind us to go get that thing, right? That that vision. And so, and sometimes our visions will will change a little bit as we mature. And I mean, to President Stuckey's credit, from the day we began, and when he began leading us as a state president, he came to us under inspiration and says, I see a stake where everyone is safely gathered in. And that happened from the very, like a first meeting, I think, that, that, that happened. And so you look at this, it stays the same. We still want all of our members to be safely gathered in. But with the teachings of President Nelson, when he says, you know, you, we need to let God prevail. The only way to let God prevail is to is to understand His will for us, and it takes an energy and an effort to know that. And so, the one heart you can see when you look at the statement. I'll read it again. Our stake members open their hearts to receive God's will, so that all may be safely gathered in. So, if we have one heart and one mind, we gotta we have to open that heart, and then that's how we learn God's will for us. And then if we can all just, you know, look ahead, to all, imagine all of us becoming one 
safely gathered in because we've all just succumbed to God's will. It's when we succumb to our own will that we start spreading apart, right? But that's that's kind of our vision. Everybody is knowing God's will for themselves. And so that's what the vision does. The mission is how are we going to go about doing this? What Every day when we wake up, what's what are we going to do? And and that specifically is help members discover and carry out their personal ministry in bringing others to Christ. Which I think leads to another interesting discussion, the personal ministry idea. Absolutely. Yeah, let, let's go there. Let's go there. I think that does too. I, I As you were talking, I thought it's <laughs> such a powerful thing to talk about how you use the diversity of everybody, but you all come to God's will for yourself, and then you're able to become one. This like whole use use your own, have the diversity there to become to become one. Um, will you guys each talk about each of you talk about um, your own um, personal journey and finding out your own individual personal ministry and um, how you do that? All three of you are very different individuals, but same same goal to help people come to Christ. How did you discover what your personal ministry is? Well, I think I, I guess I'll go first. It really does kind of go back to that vision statement, doesn't it? And, and, and really, I think it's been a consistent theme that we've heard, which is seeking to understand and appreciate, you know, personal revelation and receiving personal revelation in, in, our, in, our, in our life so that we can know God's will. And for me, understanding and appreciating what my personal ministry is begins with being in tune with Heavenly Father such that I can understand and appreciate His will. What I really do appreciate about that, as we seek to understand and, 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 and develop our own per, personal ministry, is how that doesn't just, just relate to me, but it relates to, to others. And as President Keller said, there's just been a couple of just wonderful themes. I think President Stuckey, when he was called and being the individual that holds the keys for our stake, was absolutely inspired because he 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 he's brought a number of different emphases to 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 our stake. One of them being this concept of being safely gathered in that President Keller talked about, receiving personal revelation, light. You've heard President Stuckey talk a lot about light, if if you remember his talks in, in state conference, um, and, um, and and and, and councils. Right, he even talked about councils and family councils. Well, where I'm going with this is, for me, as I seek to understand my own personal ministry and how that understanding God's will for me, that also reflects on those individuals that I have stewardships over. Um, my ministering assignments, um, my role as a father, um, my role as a husband, all of these different aspects relate to understanding and appreciating God's will for me and how it relates to these things. And, and if you look at some of these other aspects, the, the diagram, a ministry centered on the covenant path. That's what the party didn't mention as well. That's also been an emphasis, I think, for, for President Stuckey to us, is how covenants relate, re, relate to that, not just for me, but those individuals that I have responsibilities for. So I didn't mean to ramble a little bit on that, but for me, understanding and appreciating what my personal ministry is 
really does go back to what President Keller said, which is understanding what God's will is, being in tune, being able to receive that personal revelation, and then acting on it, not just for myself, but those for whom that, that, that I have responsibilities for. It seems to me that through the years, the word minister or ministry was kind of foreign to, to our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we would kind of say, well, minister is, is like another, it's how other churches have ministers. We, we, you know, we have callings. You know, we do our stuff. We, I call you and I do this. Okay, God called me to do this. The ministry is, and I was so happy when when that's when we changed to ministering versus home teaching because ministering opens up a completely different mindset, right? Christ had a ministry, and it was it was when we look at His ministry and we're trying to become like Christ. We're not waiting for a little calling. Okay, you're just in charge of the kids. You got primary. That's all I have to worry about. Okay, you know, Christ His ministry is all encompassing of everyone, and so. That's what's so wonderful about the word ministry is we get to say, okay, well, what is it? What's the, what's the talent that God gave me? What's the, what did he give to me and put in my heart that is specific that I can go minister to a broader group of people because I've opened my heart to say, Father, how do I help us all become one? And what did you give me? I, I mingle a little bit with some of the other faiths in, in, in my calling because I'm on the ministerial association in Nampa. And and there, um, I will never forget one day I went to a meeting. They had a lady there who, who she loved to cook. That was her thing. She loved to cook. And she decided her personal ministry was to teach people uh, how to cook. And that was her way to help have an, obser- an, um, an ability to share the gospel of Christ through cooking. And that was her thing because that's what she did. And I thought that was so fascinating that she felt a ministry to her, in herself that way. She'd been called to take this talent to somehow reach people. And so, and we can all find something within ourselves. It says, what is the thing that God gave me to do to help me minister to other people? That that kind of makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the thing I love about ministering uh, is that uh, you can do it you can find your own way, just as uh, President Keller mentioned with the cooking. Uh, and if you don't have a gift for public speaking or, or uh, engaging in, in uh, public spaces, uh, if your thing is one-on-one, uh, then that's your, you know, minister the best way you can one-on-one. Uh, I, I know that for me, when I start my day, I, I start on my knees and ask Heavenly Father uh, for direction on who might need some help uh, in whatever way that is, whether it's an uplifting word or whether it's a, a note or whether it's a, you know, a, some, some, some way that I might be able to help somebody uh, during the day. For me, I'm not a, I, I'm not one that gets out in, in uh, big public spaces, but one-on-one, um, Heavenly Father can help me to minister to someone individually. And, and I think all of us can look to Heavenly Father and ask Him, what, what is our ministry today? And uh, what, how, how can I minister to somebody today? Uh, and what, what can I do to do that? I love that. I love watching how he uses us at different phases of our life, too, and different things that we can do at different times. Um, thank you for your thoughts. Uh, we once were very good hot dog makers, we decided. 
in my house. And so every Friday night, we'd have a bunch of hot dogs, and we'd have high school kids over. Every Friday night, they'd be there. And for, that was just for a season. For probably a good two years, they were there every Friday night with us. And they're still, now they're in their 20s and older and growing up. But for that time in our life, we could do that, and it was it was enjoyable for us, too. And we loved it, and they loved it. And I love that thought of finding what, how you can connect. Yeah, you know, you could, maybe you're a gardener, and you just love gardening. And, right. And you share it with other yep. people, and, and you teach them, and you have a chance to share with them the beauties of creation and to share with them your testimony of Heavenly Father in a very natural way because you're sharing with them a talent that you have. Um, so many, you know, even even a person who's you know has is involved in sports, right? They can they can minister to people. I, I think of my own occupation, and I think for myself, I want people to. I, I feel that one of the best things we can do for our economy and our world is to give people jobs. But even better is a job that they enjoy. You know, even better is when they can be fulfilled in, right? So for me, it's like how can how can we do that? You know, but and that's but that's. I mean, I'm in a position to do that, but maybe others have a completely different position in their lives where they can say, what is my personal ministry? So, I love that. What would you say to stick members who are trying to find their own personal ministry? What, would you, what would, advice would you give to them in discovering that? I think the vision statement really uh, introduces that very well. Um, it says... Our stake members open their hearts to receive God's will. And I think that uh, if, if we allow God to speak to us, if we open our heart, and that what that means is uh, we don't come with a preconceived idea of what the answer is going to be. We come with an open heart and an open mind and as we pray to seek his will, we, we try to, to keep our mind completely blank so that he can fill it. And, uh, and if we come with a humble attitude, uh, with an open heart and open mind, then he will let us know what that is, whether, whether it's teaching somebody, whether it's helping, uh, helping somebody with the garden, whether it's cooking for somebody or, or whatever that might be. Um, but if we open our hearts to receive his will, then, then he certainly will fill it. We have to be humble. We have to be humble in order for him to be able to teach us, though. Yeah, you know, and again, I, I think that there's just a wonderful experience, too, not just to help yourself do that, but for a parent. Think about a parent, you know, with, with a child, being able to discuss these things, you know, even with a young child. I mean, just think about the benefits that come from having that discussion where you're talking about, you know, helping that young person, you know, go, go to Heavenly Father. In and of itself, you're talking about a relationship with, with Heavenly Father. That, that, that helps facilitate that. Uh, the, the confidence that comes from being able to then hear or understand God's, God, God's will for that, that child you know, we talk so much in this world about so many problems that, that, that our youth are, are dealing with, and obviously that's important to me and my particular responsibilities. But the confidence that a young person develops when they know what God's will is for them, that certain gifts that they have that we've kind of talked about, that those are, those are gifts that Heavenly Father has given them, and not just for them, but to help other people. 
that process, if, if, if as parents, um, as adult advisors, if, just, just think about the impact that that process can have on another person, especially a young person. It's just, if we did that, it goes back to what President Stuckey said. You talk about one heart, one mind being gathered in. That's, that really is the beginning. So I don't think we can, I don't think we can discount the importance of the process that President Stuckey just, just talked about. Opening your heart, understanding the relationship that you have with God, and then being able to just say, no, I, I know what Heavenly Father wants me to do today. Then doing that, and then getting that confirmation from the Heavenly, from, from the Holy Ghost saying, I did what God wanted me to do today. I was exactly where he was. He wanted me to be. I'm doing exactly what he wanted me to do. For, can I put you on spot again, President Bauer? Um, for a parent who who is wanting to do that, but also wanting to, or a leader who's wanting to do that, but not knowing exactly how to help that youth in that process, um, what could you, what, what advice could you offer that person in starting on that route with that child? Well, maybe it's occupational hazard, but I really do believe in the Socratic method, <laughs> which is asking the right question. Asking the right question will usually lead to 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 starting off, of, you know. So so just just to ask that question, you know, what as you you know, um, I'll just use my oldest daughter for you know, you know, Morgan, you know, what what gifts do you think the Heavenly Father has blessed you with, for you to be able to bless other people or help other people. I think a lot of times just asking the right question and then listening. And President Stuckey is a wonderful example of that. I just, that that to me is probably the starting point. Thank you. And, and I, one thing that this being ministering brothers and sisters has done for me is it said to me, and I know that others have, have felt this same thing. I, I talked to people about it. It's, it's like, our job is to minister to whomever God puts in our hearts to minister to. It's not a piece of paper. Or it's not in my app. That's not the only people that I minister to, right? I mean, that's a special assignment for me to be mindful of these folks, just in case nobody else is being mindful of them, right? But but what God puts on our hearts is, I'm here to save everybody, you know. And so I'm here to, I'm not, I mean, that's, that's what God's, that's his role, right? To bring to pass immortality and eternal life of man. So, if that's his goal and that's his vision, and he's inviting us to be part of it, we're not God. We can't do it all, but we can listen. Like President Stuckey says, we can have that open mind and that open heart and say, what can I do today? And, and, and I'm not limited to a little assignment, right? I'm here for the purpose to minister to, to, to people. And so, and it, I think there's such great examples. It could be our own kids for a season. I love that. How you talked about a seed it could be, our kids may take our, our ministering for a while, or it could be uh, some specific neighbors, or it could be uh, you may have a flash of understanding of there's a whole group of people that I'm uniquely qualified to help that that I can go out and do something about, but, but you don't know what that is unless you keep your mind open and your heart open and watch. Love that. I'm going to cut this one too for a second. I'm just listening. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of another question because I'm listening and showing what you're saying. Um, okay, you've, you've created a di diagram, and members of our stake will have this diagram to see in the World Conference, and we'll also hopefully we'll post other places for them to have too. Um, are there any specific parts on that diagram you'd like to pinpoint 
in in our discussion tonight of of the vision statement and the mission statement. It, let me just read a couple of the the main one in the in the middle if you could see it it says keeping my covenants. That's the main the main target. And then there's four things that are on the outskirts of that. One is prayer, scripture study, come follow me. Another is sharing the gospel. Another is keeping the Sabbath day holy. And then another is temple and family history. Um, maybe each of you can discuss each of those. Let's, let's start. Um, President Suki, which one would you like to discuss? Uh, can I start with the center, keeping my covenants? Please. So uh, we'll have this posted on our the website, One Heart, One Mind, Nampa. And we're also going to give it out to all the ward members, and so you'll have it. But in the very center of this circle, this pie, is keeping my covenants. Uh, the basic covenant that we make as members of the church when we're baptized is to mourn with those that mourn, Comfort those that stand in need of comfort. To stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things and in all places that we may be in, even until death. And if we keep the baptismal covenant, that really, it kind of goes, every, everything that we have outside of that, keeping my covenants, is a part of of helping helping others, mourning with them, comforting them, uh, standing as a witness, sharing sharing the gospel, helping those family members even beyond the veil. So the center of all that we do uh, in that 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 pie chart that we see is is keeping the covenant that we've made with God when we were baptized. Uh, we promised to do those things when we were baptized. And, and he, he obviously promises to help us in that, uh, that process. Yeah, and, and keeping those covenants. I mean, so we, we make this covenant with God. And I, I talked to my son the other day, and, and we read the baptismal covenant. And he's 15. He's like, wow. He does not remember at eight years old. I said, yeah, this, you're going to learn more about this as you grow older. As you, every year of your life as you grow... This covenant is going to be deeper and more meaningful than when you were eight years old, right? But what it does as we grow older is it starts to make you think, man, I'm really falling short, right? Because you start to say, this is a lot more difficult than I thought it was when I first understood it. But what it does is it always, I like how this is in the center, because it always, that's what repentance is about. It's about just recentering, you know? This is the covenant. I better understand it through prayer, scripture, study. I better understand it when I keep the Sabbath day holy so I can really center myself on what it means to have this covenant and when I take that sacrament. And so when I can recenter on what the covenant means, then that's what repentance is. Okay, that's, I'm turning back to this covenant that I've made. And so all these things really just help support us in recentering to that covenant, which puts us in a much better way to minister uh, to people. And the covenant points us to Christ. I mean, and, and, and to me, that's the significance, I think, of this entire diagram with the covenant in, in the middle. And, and I say that, and I, and I just really feel strongly about um, that the, the covenant is what enables 
what enables the the, the power of God. I mean, it, it, it's this, it's the key that unlocks the ability that we have to really, truly change, in, in my opinion. And as we minister to people, as we love people, we understand how that covenant, because what's, what's the covenant? The covenant, it, 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a promise with God Right, you're agreeing to do certain things. He's bound by it. He's agreeing to, to provide you wonderful, wonderful blessings. And through that covenant process, we really get to see how God can change our lives. And 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 to me, it's kind of the end of this. Right, we're talking about the vision statement, about being open, listening, letting the, and then letting God prevail. In my opinion, the highest level of that is keeping the covenant, making that, well, making the promise with Heavenly Father, keeping the promise with Heavenly Father, and then just sit back and watch because not only will your life, but those around you because of the sacred nature of those covenants, it, it, it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be beautiful, it's gonna be wonderful. So to me, I love the diagram because it's just kind of that full culmination. Just sitting here listening to all three of you share your thoughts on that, you can you can you can feel that keeping your covenants that is the catalyst for everything else. It all comes back to that. You will find God's will when you keep covenants, which is you you can't not. Um, thank you for for sharing that. For those who are wanting to keep covenants but struggling to get there, President Stuckey, what what would you say to the person who? wants to but is struggling to get there <laughs> yeah that's a that's a good question uh, because usually that person that's struggling wants to get there is trying to do everything all at once and they they need to start start with something that they can do today right in in keeping the covenants today and the very basic the very simplest thing that you can do is to pray right uh, if you could start your day with prayer, um, if you can, if you can, uh, then just read read some of God's word in the scriptures, even if it's just as a verse or two, so that He can speak to you. Uh, then you're beginning the process. Then you've begun the process of asking for His guidance and then allowing Him to speak to you uh, via the scriptures. Uh, so if someone you know, is looking for a way to fulfill their covenants, establish the relationship with Heavenly Father by beginning with prayer and then opening the scriptures to allow Him to speak to you in those scriptures. That's the very, I think, the very basic, the very first thing that you could do. And that's one of the things that we have on our pie chart in, in keeping the covenants. Prayer and scripture study are, are key. And if you can begin with that, uh, it's the very basic, but boy, it is the the foundation for everything else. Uh, learning how to to understand God's will, so praying to find it, and then and then opening scriptures to 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 actually find what His will is for you. And and God is much more in giving mode than He is in taking mode, mm -hmm. right? And so if if I'm falling short, it's not like He took something away from me. He's still right there. I mean. There's consequences to my actions, right? But it's not that God's like, oh boy, you know, you're getting in trouble for that one. 
He's the one that says, I'm right here. You strayed a little bit. Let's just come back. Talk to me. Talk to me. I'll help you change, you know. I like what President Stuckey says. Just just open your heart to prayer. And and then when we read the scriptures, we learn more about the covenant. And that reminds okay, that's right. Okay, that's just the covenant that I've made. We have a whole verse, a whole book of scripture called Doctrine and Covenants, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there, there's plenty there that we can just refresh ourselves on what those covenants are. What does that mean? What's the promise that I've made? And what are the promises that he has made to me? Oh, I'd love to have those promises. But okay. You know, I think just coming back to it and remembering repentance is about leaving behind and starting again. Always starting again. Yeah, and I really appreciate what President Keller said, and he, he does talk a lot about this, but the appreciation and, and <clears throat> that really part of Heavenly Father's plan, Heavenly Father understood that we would be imperfect, <laughs> right? We would, mm-hmm. we would fall short. But not just us, but our families too. And, and I think when we come to an, an appreciation that, that we're flawed, that our families are flawed, but that's okay because this ministry is to help us build and 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 and, and to to deal with the flaws and work through the flaws and and to improve as individuals and, and family members, whatever whatever stage it might be. That that process in and of of itself directs us towards Christ and helps us to become like Christ. So you know, in some ways, I think I used to think, oh boy, if I was just you know, just perfect in this, you know, I, as I get a little bit older and as I think about it, or if my family is just this, it's okay. Heavenly Father understood that, that this Petri dish that we live in is, is so imperfect, but also that highlights why our ministry and and, and our focus on all these all, all these things really does, is part of Heavenly Father's plan of helping us become more like Him and more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. It, 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 it's part of his plan. President Stuckey mentioned that we will be having this diagram given to us at, at war conferences, and we're hoping to have this podcast out before war conference. So if you've been listening, um, you'll have your war conference coming up soon, and you'll hear more about this and be able to um, ponder on your own personal ministry and and how you can discover that for for yourself or continue discovering it for yourself. Thanks for for joining us today. So grateful to have you here with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to One Heart, One Mind Nampa. Credit is given to Kim Keller, who oversees the podcast, both Lindy Bauer and Kim Keller, who are our hosts, Casey Maddox, the project director and announcer, Rachel Bauer, who is our site director. Likewise, thanks also to Kayla Christensen, our project manager, John Freeman, our communications coordinator, Jesus Gomez, the key grip and podcast editor, Don Ricker, our digital platform manager, Rich Petrie, and DJ Holiday for final edits. Thank you for listening to One Heart, One Mind. We hope that you have felt inspiration and hope in moving towards Zion. As always, thank you, and may the Lord bless you.